Hello and welcome along to the Make It Count podcast. I'm David. And I'm Matt. And we're happy. Together we're the Taylor Bros. Woo. Oh yeah. And we're oh. also happy to be <laughs> here today chatting to each other about something that we find quite important. It's come out of one of our summer episodes. Mm, the summer shorts. So I watched a video and it's really interesting. It starts and says two million people every day go through this airport. I forget which airport it was. And they said, we did a project there where we thought there's all these missed opportunities for connection. So let's have a connection. And it pans to this place. It's a shared plate. And you see some people walk up to the person outside the restaurant and said, uh, you know, yeah, I've got a reservation here. So great. Here we um, sh- seat you at a table with a stranger. With somebody Ooh. you don't know. And you just see these shots of like, this face <laughs> after face and people go, what? Uh, and then they, some of them you can see it like trying to walk away. And she's like, let me sit you down at your table. So most people just get like sort of swept up into that moment. And they're going to sit there and it's obviously playing all the awkward music. Is it, you've got these different couples sitting there looking at each other, like looking away, not sure what to do. Then the waiter or waitress comes up and says... We don't have menus here. <laughs> what? We don't have menus here? Yeah, we don't have menus here. We are going to put a dish together based on where each of you are from. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to combine these two places. So there was an English and a, someone from the south of the US. And then, you know, OK, we're going to put that meal together in different places all over the world. So this, this chef out the back is doing some sort of crazy creative food magic. But then you see it progress and you see these people laughing more in these conversations over the food with each other, connecting, showing each other pets and and doing random yoga moves in front of everyone to make a connection. Like there was one guy who had like a bow tie and it's like, do you go everywhere with a bow tie to like the airport? And then he's like, do you want to try the bow tie? And, you know, they're just making all of these connections. And you think when you share a meal... You have opportunities to make connections, even with a total stranger. Wow. So that, like it'd be fun to be a waiter or a waitress there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I don't know. I mean, the cook obviously enjoyed it. And at one point in the, in the video, he goes, <laughs> I'm not just creating great food. We're creating good connections. Mm. But yeah, also on the fly, trying to merge different cultures and meals and foods with what you might have there in the kitchen. Wow. Wow. So that was just a a short experiment. That's not still going. No, and I think it was an advert. Uh, At the end, it was an advert with these two people. That's a shame. I mean, it doesn't mean it wasn't still... It'd be great if that was like an ongoing thing. Yeah, or if it was like a TV show. Yeah, even better. (laughs) So, great. what are we talking about today, Matt? We're talking about eating together. Yeah. At the table. At the table. Which seems important. And it covers... A lot of different things. As I was doing some research for this, I was thinking (laughs) there's a lot of different angles and ways this could go quite easily. Mm. We think eating at the table, really significant. It's good for your emotional, mental and even physical health, according to a lot of research. And and why should we, I mean, why, why is eating at the table important for you? Because it creates more than just a 
physical f- nourishment is more than just a, a, a pit stop where you're just fueling up. It it creates an environment where, as you said earlier, connections can happen. Mm. And I think it's yeah, it's, well, it's something that humans have been doing for as long as we know. You know, getting together and eating together. We don't go away and eat on our own uh, until fairly recently, really, mm. in human history, I think. And I haven't done a anthropological study on this, but I, I think it, it's a rich place where cultural things are shared and developed, and identity, like family or like tribe identity, is. Um, is developed and reinforced and you you share stories and uh, even we, we mentioned it in the the summer short episode in some places it still is a, a meal can be a peace ritual mm-hmm. and, it, and it has been in history oh if you break bread with someone if you you know sit down and have a meal with them that is the the peace treaty you, you've signified the end of conflict there mm-hmm. and such is almost the the sanctity of a meal together mm. definitely and that one <laughs> word you used there a couple of times was this idea of connection or connections mm. and that comes out really strongly in everything that when research talked around eating together it's this idea of connection and being connected and we've experienced that in our family and I think having meals together was a really big part of our family of origin. And so when I started dating Charlotte and got engaged to her, actually having her around to a family meal was really significant because I thought it was important. It was part of my family of origin, but it's also something I wanted to carry on moving forward. Mm. So I remember inviting her to you know, to come around for food. And there were sometimes, I think there was one particular time, I'm sure it was a Saturday and we're all there and we're talking and it's just far-ranging conversation. We're talking about things that have happened that week, things that have happened years ago, things that we're wrestling with, thinking about learning, studying. It's just this quite expansive, shapeless conversation, but fun. And we come away uh, quite connected. But actually, Charlotte came away from that a little bit intimidated because her family of origin didn't eat together very often. And so Mm. she was wondering, how do I get involved in those conversations? What does that look like? How can I be a part of that? And you guys always have such great conversations. And and I don't know to be about that. And it was great because we'd invite her back to more. And sometimes, I think there was a Thursday she came along and we're all tired and we're there and sort of stumbling through conversations and it wasn't rich and expansive and deep and fun it was we just we've got in the habit of doing it and we're gonna do it and I had to highlight that to her as well to go see sometimes the conversations are just yeah they're just a bit okay yeah. you know they're not great and maybe or even re- sometimes just it's not really much going on at all in the way of conversation yeah Hence why background music is always important. Exactly. As a little aside, <laughs> take notes, that's an important one. But I'm, I'm sure growing up when we were children, people would come and it was chaos. Mm. And and that's also I blame okay. you. I, I, I'm not sure I was just... Well, we're chaotic in different ways. I'll say it that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. What you were saying? Oh, yeah. So just we... For, for that connection piece, though, that... 
is really significant and quite a lot of the research i looked into basically says psychologists and nutritionists agree for your physical and emotional well-being eating together is really good wow. but there was a study i think with over two thousand people and they were like the people that eat together are happier mm. and part of that is that connection and um, bond that forms when you share food with one another that's really interesting. I don't know if you went into this with the research, it's just a thought that's come to mind. I suppose something that has been relatively more available in the last, I suppose, 30 years to, to many people in uh, our culture, in the UK and in, in certain other countries is the ability to eat out quite mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe once a week or or even more if you're you know, really lucky and you're able to spend that money on that. Has the research got anything to say on the difference between you know, eating together out in a restaurant compared to eating together at home? It depends which <coughs> aspect you look at it because there's quite a lot of research that says if you're eating together, you will eat healthier foods, you're more likely to eat vegetables, you're likely to... Uh, encounter new foods so even fussiness is better overcome and and so there's this this physical health side you're less likely to be overweight and to struggle with those sorts of things Mm. now the difference is if you are eating out you are eating less healthily even if you eat out really nice they're chucking extra sugar in extra salt they you're, you're probably eating a significant amount more calories than you would at home. So on some of the physical aspects of health that come from eating food together, there's a there's going to be a difference if you eat out versus whether you eat at home. Sure. But from the sort of more emotional, psychological well-being, I don't expect there will be much of a difference. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm sure someone's done something nuanced. Mm. But either way, you're connecting around a table, mm-hmm. you're sat there together. Why do we keep saying round a table? Yeah, because sitting in front of the TV with a tray on your lap is not the same. And again, from the physical perspective, you will eat more food if you're watching TV as well as eating at the same time. Yeah. Because you're literally almost disconnected from that situation. You're just you're you're engrossed in whatever you're watching, whatever you're doing. So you're more likely to eat more. But also you're not connecting to the people around you. Even yep. if there's five of you all watching the TV together, there's not the shared life. There's not the how was your day? Oh, this rubbish thing happened, or I learned this, or this was interesting. And so that that's the that's the emotional connection where it really has mm. to be around the table. And this is where maybe my thoughts link to going out. I even just experienced it this past week. But I... I find it when uh, you go to a restaurant or maybe a sports bar or something and there's screens everywhere, I find it really difficult to maintain connection with the people on the table because either I'm distracted and engrossed by what's going on, even if I don't care about that sport or that particular game Mm. because it's something moving and it's attractive to the eye Mm. uh, and so you're constantly being pulled away and other people are as well. So I typically now, will, if there is a screen, I will try and face away from it. Um, But you, you totally notice you're having a conversation with someone and you can see they've switched off for a few seconds and then you kind of just pause, wait for them to come back and oh, now you're here again, <laughs> which is really interesting. So I wonder if mm. alongside, if, if those things are present, you actually might be robbing yourself of some of the richness of the, the connection with the people you're with. 
Yeah, and if you look up a lot of the stuff about eating together around the table, plenty of advice would basically go, no screens, no mobile devices <coughs> is usually what it is. But yeah, there's a screen there. That's not ideal because we are drawn to them. They're designed to uh, draw and attract our attention. Yeah. Uh, so, so there is that aspect. I suppose the other thing that was interesting is about the connection piece was going that even... Well, there were two aspects to do with teenagers that I came across. One was that... It, Teenagers that have families that eat together mm. will report being far more connected, even if they're not contributing, even if they're wow. not saying very much, even if they're not, uh, quote unquote, involved in the conversation, they report feeling more connected. And and the, the other thing that was quite interesting was saying that, and again, for teenagers, sometimes direct eye-to-eye contact, especially around something that's difficult, and maybe even not for teenagers, that can be difficult. Yeah, it can feel confrontational, yeah. vulnerable, uncomfortable. So having the food there, that you can look at your food while you're talking, yeah, yeah. or look away, you know, <laughs> and actually take a pause by eating something, that can be really good as well. How interesting. It's the, yeah, the social grease, as it were. Yeah. That's really powerful. Um, that's really interesting I love the fact that someone at the table doesn't necessarily have to be contributing to feel connected to feel a part of it mm. it's, and I suppose that's going back to the peace treaty thing it's almost like by the act of being invited to the meal mm. you are in there you're, mm. uh, you're at the table <laughs> the, you know and so you, you're involved even if you, you're not necessarily contributing much mm. that's really cool and I, I think you should contribute. I think when you're at the table, you know, if you're, if we go back to that story I told at the beginning, two strangers sitting there and one of them just is like, I'm not saying anything. Well, neither of them are going to feel connected, although they are strangers. For and sure. so ideally you are sharing a little bit about who you are. Uh, Absolutely. And there's a bit of give and take. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, I mean, everyone's experienced this. If you have gone out with a group of friends to a place and you have a big table, what naturally happens, maybe at the beginning or at some points, everyone's kind of engaged in one stream of conversation. But invariably, at some point, you realise, oh, there's now five different conversations. Everyone's paired or threed or maybe fawed off mm -hmm. because that's what you do. You can only engage with so many people. Yeah. Um, and in a large group, more people have to do no participating mm. whereas in those smaller groups there's more opportunity to engage give and take mm. so it's interesting because basically i saw someone said shared meal times are the recipe for happiness wow you know it promotes um connection and promotes bonding together it connects us and it bonds us together and you think well that's really important well, i want that in my family and Yet, we have a lot of pushback against that, where people go, well, I haven't got the time mm. to to cook a meal for everybody, or actually, I don't have the finances to get fresh produce to cook for everybody, and I push back on both of them. I kind of understand. I, I appreciate that many of us are time poor and time stretched, uh, that we, we don't want to do that, but... I think we can, well, what someone even said, it's remarkable what we can achieve when we're motivated to do something. Yeah. And if we really want these connection times with the people that are important in our lives, you will do that. You'll t make space for that. And there was a, a 
sort of a news segment that I watched, and one, the one person basically said, "Yeah, it's really tough. We're overscheduled. We we try and do this. One one parent's going to take that kid over there to do football, and the other kid over there to do ballet, and you know we never cross paths. And it's like, well, yeah, so it's easy to get overscheduled. But actually, yeah. if your priority is to eat together, and uh, we've heard couples that go, we've prioritised that. Actually, at this time every night, nothing else gets happened. That wasn't quite true for us growing up. It was it was more okay so you're out of this time i'm out of this t- okay we'll eat in this 25 to 30 minute segment yeah but that's when we'll make it work flexi dinner time to make sure everyone could get there yeah which works and then yeah so absolutely and with the scheduling and i think with parents who have kids that are of age where they're going out to all, all these activities yeah the question you've got to really ask yourselves together as a as a couple and as as parents is to go well what is the most important thing for our family mm. is it that the kids experience stuff lots of nights of the week and they're going out to lots of activities or is it that they maybe do a few we have a few less of those and the, one of the core things that ground their identity and growing up is we're together as much as possible as a family and i suppose also that would potentially start to address some of the cost issue because sending kids out to lots of activities is by no means free mm-hmm. for many things. You're going to be spending money on those things. So if you were to go, well, we'll pull back on one activity eat this term and some of that money can maybe go to buying fresh fruit and, yeah. and produce. And the further thing I would say about the, the financial thing is that I'm not saying fresh produce and ingredients is cheap, but eating out is still more expensive. It's the most expensive way you yep. can eat. And so I, I think I saw something <clears throat> in the US that said most people's eating out budget is already bigger than their grocery budget. Yeah. So it's like, well, <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? Either, and so it is, it is possible you'll save money by choosing to cook more and eat at home. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. I think that was one no. of the... The, the people went two ways some people were like make a real event of it whereas i'm a bit more inclined to be like don't make a big event of it it doesn't make it as easy and simple as possible easy and simple as possible and some people said actually it doesn't matter if you do it every day yeah. you know it's two or more times a week and it wow, doesn't even that, that low two yeah, or more two or more and it doesn't even matter if it's <laughs> breakfast lunch or dinner yeah i mean most of us probably have a little bit more alertness at dinner yeah but i mean charlotte and i now we have breakfast together every morning and dinner together every evening and we we're connecting in the morning and we're connecting in the evening and we're catch, sharing life we're hearing about what's going on what we're yeah. learning what we've been thinking about sometimes we have great conversations sometimes it's just like yeah today was a bit of a rough day but we're connecting yeah you've got a touch point and i think that's when you look back on life just generally and we've spoken about these sort of things you look you know if you want to look back on the last 20 years and you re- you do realize oh Yes, there were moments of like high point moments in those relationships. But what got you to those high point moments was a thousand tiny interactions, a, th- mm. a thousand tiny touches. Mm. Um, and so I, I do like the idea of maybe if you can't make every, um, well, nobody can, you can't make every together meal amazing. But you could go, well, we're going to do a weekly rhythm where we do one special family night where we do a meal together. We make it a bit more nice. Mm. And we really protect that time. So we don't schedule any activities. We don't go out on that night. We don't send the kids out to do anything. But other nights, maybe we go, okay, well, we, whatever. You try and flexi. But I certainly would go, 
yeah, if you can, even for more than two a week, because the benefit is not a case of just, oh, well, I need to check that box because Matt and Dave said so. But it's like all of the benefits, they just compound. They're mm. so high in yeah. terms of your own well-being. And especially if you have kids, your children will be well, be- way yeah. better off. Lifelong mental health is better, emotional health, all these things. So we've been talking about making mealtimes count. Yep. Now, interestingly... There was some research into business deals that were negotiated whilst sharing a meal together versus business deals that were not. The ones that were negotiated when sharing a meal together were far more were found to be far more profitable. Wow. And there's a there's a book <clears throat> I intend to read, uh, Never Eat Alone. And that mm. is about that idea of networking and connection. And you don't that. waste a meal time to connect with somebody. Yeah. And and so Making it count, it's profitable to share food with each other, potentially, depending on what you're spending. You know, maybe it's an eating out that might be expensive, but actually, wow, uh, I just thought That's that was a really, really interesting. interesting idea. And and like many of the social sociologists will say, until the last fifty years, throughout history, every culture ate together. Nobody ate alone, and and some people would speculate that there were many people that benefit from people eating separately you know food certain people in the food industry right if you're eating alone or in the car you're more likely to spend money get what you want as a fraction so they can like target people but we know that emotionally physically mentally it's good for us to eat food with one another Mm. and so I, i we would definitely advocate for that and don't make excuses why you can't because yeah. that's easy. If it's not normal, you can easily make excuses why you can't. But actually, if it's important and you want to feel connected and you want to feel connected to the other people in your life, yep. do it. Make it count that way. Absolutely. I think from a, one more perspective, from a, the, you told me a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this and it just blew my mind. But the research seems to suggest that, again, kids and teenagers where they come from families that eat together regularly effectively are less susceptible to cyberbullying mm. and they don't they don't have as many problems with that now my initial thought was oh yeah probably because they may be on their phone less because they're eating together at a table or whatever but you said it's more to do with the fact that in that time where they're with their family their identity is being grounded there mm. and so when attacks from the cyber space come along and that basically go you're this you're that you're the other way it's more easy to brush that off and to bounce it off because they go well actually no the people that really know me say this about me believe this about me and i welcome me to and i feel involved in that group Mm. and and whereas if you're isolated a voice coming in from that space is loud and powerful Mm. so that was really interesting Um, and i'm sure that that is not just the case for uh, teenagers although maybe they're in a specifically a susceptible time of their life for that but yeah if you're an adult and you're regularly just eating alone there are voices coming into your life outside well those are really the only voices that are speaking into you Uh, so get get together with some people that you know you trust you love and who can form you and and, uh, reaffirm this is who you are and no matter what the voices of the world and the you know those who would seek to destroy and attack Mm. would say of you yeah and maybe we slightly <coughs> overrated our case 
because many people would say it's uh, most of the research is correlational so it's impossible to unpick you know maybe sure. the wh wh where you are in a social standing and and maybe that's lifestyle choices so i can appreciate that it's difficult from a research perspective to find causality of saying maybe it isn't that we're eating around the table maybe it's just that this family earns more money but i would suggest that if we're talking about feeling connected check your own anecdotal experience how connected do you feel to somebody when you're eating in front of a tv versus when you're sitting across the table from them and having a conversation yeah and and that's why it makes sense intuitively and so maybe i'll finish with this quote to eat is a necessity but to eat intelligently is an art and i don't necessarily know what it means to eat intelligently but i think to to connect with people that's what we're talking about today mm mealtimes shared are a rich time of, of shared life love that yeah go forth and eat together yeah send us your photos of meals that you're sharing I with thought you were going to say send us your invites oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> always up for a free meal <laughs> ciao for now guys <laughs>